Hi there, we're the two Johns from EST eSafety Training. I'm John Staines. And I'm John Woodley. And today we're going to talk about online content and how it can affect our young people. With Halloween coming up, we're really worried about the level of content that our children are start seeing online. And um, we first started thinking about this at the end of lockdown. And because we knew we were going back into schools, we did quite a bit of research on TikTok. And many of you will know that as one of the most popular apps that came out of lockdown, really. Even parents were getting engaged with dances and things like that. And I think we've always worried about young people posting videos and then them videos being collected by bad guys. But when we were looking at it, we realised that the level of scary or inappropriate content on TikTok is pretty significant and um, one thing that stuck in our mind was we were looking and it was on the weekend where what had happened was a person in America had committed suicide on Facebook Live. As a result of that it would appear that someone thought it was a great idea to repost the suicide video and drop it onto TikTok. Some of you would have heard of this because it um, went quite viral online with people talking about it but it went onto TikTok. TikTok were quite good were taking that content down but because of the way TikTok's designed it kept reappearing so all someone had to do was save it and repost it which continually happened. At the time that we were looking at it which was within 24 hours of that breaking what we were seeing on TikTok was loads of videos of young people clearly upset talking about the content that they'd seen. With that in mind we went into a school it was about two days after that I believe and um, we were talking to a class of year three and four children and it still sticks with me now because I had a young lad in year three that said that he'd seen this content on TikTok and he was able to say some horrific stuff about it, if I'm honest. And he said to us that he hadn't been able to sleep since he'd seen it. And we said, well, what have your parents said about it? And he said he hadn't told his parents. We obviously said, why haven't you told your parents about it? Because it's clearly really affected you. And he said, because they get annoyed and delete TikTok and that really got us to thinking because all of the children that we've been talking to over the last month are telling us that they're using the internet more than they've ever used it and they've got more friends in online games than they've ever had but a key element to this is that as they've been going through the summer whereas in the past if they haven't told their parents what they have done is go into school and tell a teacher or perhaps talk to their school friends about issues They've almost had like a two to three month period where they haven't had anyone to talk to, so they've kept it to themselves, and some of them are carrying that forward. With Halloween coming up, we're worried that kids are gonna see scary content online and not have anywhere to go with it. So I guess we're putting this podcast out today to ask the parents to start thinking about whether or not you've got the right atmosphere at home. So if your children see something scary, they're able to talk to you about it. If your answer is yes, then fantastic. If your answer is no, then we need to start thinking about that. Because I think in the past, having two young children myself, I normally really look forward to Halloween. Perhaps I'm a bit sad like that, I don't know. But um, I like it. We would normally go out doing trick and treating with the um, children. I've got a five-year-old and a nine-year-old. But straight away, I've realised that this year, that ain't going to happen. And I think all of you guys will be in the same situation, thinking how are we going to get by but there's other people that will capitalize on that and what they'll do is they'll go into the kids space online whether that's YouTube whether that's TikTok and I'll start posting scary content now if you've got a YouTuber 
some of the big ones out there at the moment, like Rebecca Zamolo is a really good example of this. They'll be putting out episodes, we're sure, that will be themed around Halloween. Now, if your kid is watching their content on kids YouTube, for example, then that is pretty cool because if you're on kids YouTube and something is a bit scary, what happens is kids YouTube won't let it go out there. Rebecca Zamolo, who's a top YouTuber, is a great example. So most of her episodes go out on kids YouTube with no problem. Every now and then, if she does an episode that's got a slight element of fear to it, and we are talking a very slight element of fear, then kids YouTube won't let it broadcast. I know that because my daughter who's into it then comes to me and says, Daddy, I can't see this on kids YouTube. Can I watch it on normal YouTube? And we have a discussion about it. So if your kid's using kids YouTube, we're sitting here quite confident they might be all right. But if like many parents, your child is always using normal YouTube, then that's what we want you to think about. Because they are likely to see pranks and challenges coming up on YouTube that are actually pretty scary. That's really interesting, John, talking about YouTube. Because I remember a little while ago, there was a, a scary uh, thing in the press, and, and it was all over YouTube, called the Momo. Um, it was a scary thing that was made up by someone, and it appeared in lots and lots of videos on YouTube. How did that work? Well, that was really quite horrible, and um, a lot of parents really panicked. So if their child come to them and um, said that they see Momo on YouTube, what most parents did was deleted YouTube. And we're thinking, why would you do that? Because then, the next time the kids see something inappropriate online, they're never going to go to their parent. We want to be alive to this, because um, how Momo worked really was, you'd get some sad individual that wants to scare kids sitting at home. They would get a video, and they would edit a video and in the middle of it, they would put some Momo animation. So for example... Would I be right in saying them videos were normally normal videos, like Peppa Pig was one, wasn't it? it? Yeah, I mean, one that was sent to us was actually a Peppa Pig video. And in the middle of it, what they'd done was they'd added a cartoon right in the center of it. And in that cartoon, it had a little girl sitting there and it had a weird voice going over the top of it, telling her how to hurt herself. Ooh. And it was animations of her holding up her wrists and then cutting her wrists. And then it said how to find something sharp to do it. And there was an animation on the screen showing the little girl walking to a shed, finding sharp objects in the shed and then hurting herself. So that being in there wouldn't be apparent to anyone. But if your kid sees that, we want them to recognise that that's bad and we also want them to be empowered to tell us when they see it. And rather than go mad, all we should really do is then praise the child for telling us about it and then report it to YouTube. YouTube are pretty good at taking it down. And if you are unlucky enough for that to appear in kids' YouTube, they would take it down well within 30 minutes. It would be gone. So it's making the kids aware that at this time of year, sometimes people do things like that with Momo, or another one that um, kids talk about is Slenderman. I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but I think there's actually a film now out called Slenderman. But all this is, is some imaginary horror character that appears in places, and you'll get a young person making a video, and it'll be a scary video, a bit like the Blair Witch Project. I don't know if people remember that. <laughs> yeah, I certainly did, it scared me. But anyway. And the young person would walk into the woods and then there'd be like this animation of this scary ghost-looking character. And although I wouldn't find it scary, perhaps because I'm an adult, lots of children have told us they've been freaked out and had bad dreams about Slenderman. So 
Our point in saying this is, there is gonna be content that's specifically put together with the intention of scaring kids. If it was being seen by perhaps a 15, 16 year old young person, we're pretty sure they would see the fun side of it. So if you take my teenager, for example, before we had the lockdown and that at Halloween, she liked nothing more than going to these fright nights where they actually go to a organized event, run around and then people jump out and wants to scare the life out of them. Yeah? So teenagers, we think, can adapt to this. But the reality now is you've got seven, eight, nine-year-olds going out there online. So they're not gonna react as well as the teenager. So it's making sure that the kids know if they see something that freaks them out and makes them sad or makes them unable to, to sleep, that they can tell you about it and they're not gonna get told off. It is well worth in the lead up to Halloween having that discussion saying, look, when you're online, you might see some scarier content online than you normally would. That's because people wanna scare people to do with Halloween. So if you see that stuff and it upsets you or scares you, please, please, please tell me about it. We can talk about it. You won't get told off. We won't take YouTube away from you. We won't take TikTok away from you, but then I can make sure that everything's okay. Another thing to be aware of is the um, current um, trend for young people to carry out challenges. And um, there's whole YouTube channels dedicated to challenges and some of the top YouTubers would do a whole episode of putting challenges out there. We're concerned that at this time of year, some of the challenges might actually be quite dangerous or might involve young people hurting themselves. So it's really important that we chat to kids about this. I think on a simple level, you have something called the City Salmon Challenge. And that one is where a young person's walking along, their friend says to them, silly salmon. The child turns around and says, where? And then the other person points to typically some water and then the young person jumps in the water and does some crazy impression of a salmon. Loads of kids are telling us that they're doing that challenge, but they're jumping into hedges and then they're going home with scratches and bruises. They're tending to tell their parents that they fell into a bush. They didn't fall into a bush. Pretty much they did a challenge into it. Also with food challenges, we can definitely foresee people putting together some horrible food concoctions that look quite horrific. And if your kid's got food allergies or things like that, then again, they need to be aware that it's not a good idea to do it. And um, I think with everything we're saying, by far the most important point here is to have a conversation with your children about inappropriate content. And we're not talking about swearing or sex if i'm honest and that seems to be what parents often concentrate on we're talking about sort of that level of horror that is put into kids and make sure that they recognize it's likely to pop up but also when it does pop up tell an adult they trust about it and then the adult will help them to report it if it's appropriate to report it and then you're going to be okay and if you're in a situation at home where your kid isn't talking to you, and I says daft, but if your kid is suddenly upset for no good reason, or they're having nightmares, for example, or they can't sleep, we think it's highly likely that that could be linked to online content. And we've had that before around um, Roblox. I, I forget the name of the game now, but there's a game on Roblox that is designed to <laughs> scare kids. And we realized, it's about a year ago now, we were working with really young kids, as we always do, and many of them were saying that they were losing sleep over this particular game 
in Roblox. I wouldn't mind betting that some of the popular games in Roblox that kids are playing will probably be adapted to look more horrific than normal, just in line with the Halloween phase. Or if your kids in Minecraft, we've been talking to a lot of young people this morning, in fact, about Minecraft, and um, it was probably about half of this group of year three and four kids said they were using the servers on Minecraft. And I don't think every adult realizes that what that means is they go onto a server and it's a mini game. So on Minecraft, you go into the server setting and you get presented with lots and lots of mini games. Now, they're all different themes, but again, we think it's quite likely in Minecraft that you'll get servers that are themed around Halloween. Well, if you've got kids like my son, I mean, I've got a five-year-old boy and I let him use Minecraft. Well, if he walked into quite a scary server on Minecraft, I'm guessing that would freak him out a bit. Would he tell me about it? I'm not convinced he would, and I'm in a family where we talk about this all the time, so please be aware that the content is gonna be a little bit different over the next three weeks, and make sure the kids can talk to you about it. You might have spoke about sex before, you might have spoke about swearing before, but I think at this time of year, we need to also add this element of horror, if, if you get what we're saying there, so it's about freaky content, and make sure they've got someone to go to. That's so, so important. So what really worries me, John, is in this world we're at the moment with restrictions and lockdowns and not lockdowns and our young people, and I know my grandsons are really looking forward to trick-or-treating, and I don't think it's going to happen this year. What are we going to do about that? Well, I'm in the same boat, John. I think my children, that is probably one of their favourite days of the year, Halloween, and um, many of you will have young children. If they're anything like mine, I've got a five-year-old and a nine-year-old, they're really quite depressed about it. And... Um, they're going to want alternatives, and um, I'm really scared they're going to find them alternatives online, whether that be scary challenges or things like that. We think it's really important that parents realise that our kids are going to feel down about the loss of Halloween and make sure we do something at home that replicates it. If you're a family that never do anything for it anyway, then I guess it's not so bad. But if you're like my family, where we literally do go out doing trick and treat, we'll go to certain events and if I make a big thing of it, then actually you want to do something at home. And that might be rolling back to when some of us were younger and perhaps doing apple bobbing and things like that. And I guess some people say, oh, that's a health and safety issue. But I think, think about how things used to be, replicate that a little bit for your children. And I'm guessing that could end up being quite a fun situation. What we don't want is the young person to be feeling a bit down about Halloween disappearing, go upstairs, sit on an iPad or a computer, and then look for something to replace it online because unfortunately we're well aware they will find something to replace it. But you can't really beat the family getting together and doing some good old fashioned stuff. And that would be our um, tip to you guys. Make sure that you don't just gloss over Halloween because whether we like it or not, it's become a commercial thing. We've all got strong views on that, I'm sure. But because of that, kids have an expectation. And um, let's fill that expectation a little bit. It doesn't need to cost a lot of money, but actually do some straightforward activities with them. And um, hopefully that will keep them away from the darker side of the internet where people try and scare them. Yeah, I think there's some great stuff indoors. I have a family movie night. You know, uh, Haunted Mansion, I love that film. That's one of my favourites. So I think that's really great advice, John. And uh, you say, we love Halloween. So hopefully this podcast has been useful to you guys. Um, I've been John Staines. I've been John Woodley. Catch up again soon. Bye.